0: Coming up on this episode of The Break Room. Him sort of saying, like, this is a big part of Kingpin's life, it's a big chapter for him, makes me kind of believe that we're gonna get more of Kingpin than just the part of Echo that he's in that's not maybe related to the rest of the MCU. If he's gonna be this, like, Thanos- He's always been that, though.
1: He's always been that, even in the comics, when it comes to a street-level thing.
0: back to The Break Room. I'm John Kosta and joining me today are Jay Washington. Hey everyone, how are you?
1: I'm feeling great today. I've had some great news already. Thank you, I want to pass on these blessings and I still didn't get Christmas gifts from anything or anyone, but I'm being re-blessed.
0: <laughs> I just really wanted you to sit there and silence and that do silence this and for a little while. We you were it. so happy, I <laughs> like, wanted to just kind of take the wind out. Hey, Koi Jandra is here too. Look, hey. I, I don't want oh, to throw insults at people. Pop up now? We got names. Welcome to season three of the Break Room. Oh, what? That's pretty exciting. Feels very crazy. We had we it. had names in season one. We did not in season two. Yeah, they I didn't went away. See my they came on up. back. I was Give me like, my name again. Yeah,
2: we've earned it. Hey, hey. Jay Washington hey. named. Uh, you were gonna insult me. Can we can we get the wide shot?
0: Look how short Koi is. <laughs> All right.
2: Hey, coming up today! I that was coming. I was like, I literally, was like, how's he gonna come at me? and like, wouldn't he guess? I look so tiny. I know, we need to guys. start put it, stop putting, stop putting our shortest guess in the, right in, in the, the center, I'm the, like, apex of the at this little guy stuff <laughs> from the camera. I look like an actual, uh, <laughs> like an actual uh, leprechaun uh, you kidnapped. Well, like, you just, like, and brought and me wh- for wh- the show. I'm very, is that not exactly what you are? I feel great about it. i on brand. That's right. I did, I did, I did, I did. I did, I did, I did, I
0: did, I did, I The great people of Scotland. (laughs) Hey, coming up today, is Kingpin the new Thanos of Marvel's Spotlight Saga? Um, And does the Spotlight Saga even exist? We're going to get into it um, for today's headline show. Play that new graphic! Oh. I thought it was Drake Headlines. I really did. I I I felt like, oh. That's right. That's right. This is now a hip-hop podcast. Here we go. Hey, one of the biggest things we haven't discussed yet this year, and maybe we'll do, what was it going to be?
1: I was going to be so petty and real childish when you said it. It was like one of the biggest things we haven't discussed this year, and I should have been like, and I just had to catch myself because it was like the comic in me wanted that moment. I'm sorry for interrupting. Take it back.
0: Now, one of the things that we haven't talked about that much this year is Jay's (laughs) There it is. There it is. Um, yeah. and, and we may do, I'm just reading the prompter here, and maybe we'll do so in another dedicated video <laughs> or on the New Rockstars channel.
2: No. Please explain no. this.
0: Not Jay. It's, it's the sort of end of the closing of the the book of the DCEU, is what we wanted to talk about briefly. Uh, Aquaman 2 came out just before Christmas. You know, I, there's been a lot of headlines about how it's not done well in the box office. Mm. I think that's still true, but it has already made more money than f- The Flash, Blue Beetle, and Shazam 2, the prior three DCEU movies that came out in 2023. That was the year that we just had. Um, it has not caught up to Black Adam, which
2: I think- Wait, was Black Adam last the, year? Black Adam was the year before oh, yeah. The highest October. grossing in the last two years was Black Adam. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The hierarchy of DC changed.
0: That one did uh, 390 million. I'm assuming that's probably just domestic. Um,
2: I think he hit like at it,
0: least five. Oh months. no, that's that's worldwide. Oh, that's worldwide. That's worldwide. Um, not great. Ooh, okay. Not great for these movies. Um, now, uh, this is not in the script and the rundown, but I do want to kind of ask. Uh, that almost implies to me that like, Black Adam was sort of the death knell. Of the DCEU. That was when all the like changing of, of the leadership was happening.
1: You got your hand up. Because I want to, I'm waiting. Get in finish. there. Get ask. in there. It absolutely was.
0: Look. Is, is the, the Rock right? responsible?
1: Yes. And I hate to say it this way, Boy, you just said it. The hierarchy of the DCU has changed. He was trying to build the entire DC universe around Black Adam. You can build a universe around Dwayne Johnson. You cannot build a universe around Black Adam because also the person you should have been if he was going to do that. All right, cool. Well, guess who what you where well, you should have appeared in Shazam: Fury of the Gods or in the Shazam post credit scene? Not wait till Shazam three to possibly be a part of that.
0: You saw- well, and, and there was this whole. I know we're rehashing old stories here, but the whole like he didn't want to be in Shazam because he thought it was beneath him yeah. or he didn't want Shazam in his movie. It was a whole life, but but you pick this character, you have to kind of honor the character and that wasn't what happening. was it before Black Adam? It it was was just Wonder a- Woman 84, then the Suicide Squad, then Black Adam.
1: Right, and again, we all forget about Wonder Woman 84. I hate to say it that way, but. I think
2: that might've been harder on the DCU than even Black Adam because it was such a big awaited sequel because of how good Wonder Woman 1 was. Yes. And then I think it the follow-ups hurt it. It was like, Wonder Woman came out, oh no, and then the mm-hmm. pandemic is like not helping any box office at Nothing all. No matter what. So then the first thing coming out after all these rattlings is Black Adam. But I, I think the writing might've already been on the wall because they needed the hierarchy to change. The whole point was no, The look, Rock was gonna save it, but it needed to be something you needed to save.
1: He couldn't do, and I, I say again, I have much love for DJ. You can't do what you did with the, the Fast and the Furious franchise in this case because- We calling DJ. him
0: DJ now? That's how you, just call him DJ. Just making sure.
1: Alright, but you can't do that because it's like, you already know at this point, things are changing. We don't know what's... Because at that point, we didn't know that Saffron and Gunn were going to have the uh, DCA Mm-mm. when... when. Not when Black Adam came out. Not when Black Adam came. We didn't openly know. They knew. We didn't know, right? You
2: Well, they were it? still taking meetings around that time because they had that big executive meeting where a few names were tossed we're, we're, about. Right. But that was when Black Adam was coming out. So right. So I think that internally... Maybe, but The Rock was gunning for Gun and Saffron's seemingly position from he was behind the for scenes. Being, he wanted to, he be wanted to be both Vince McMahon and The Rock. And The Rock at this exact same time. Yeah. So, that was a wrestling reference. The only one I'll ever use. Cause that's, I'm proud I even knew it. I had a thing. That was for you, by the way. Thank that you, was just fine. I didn't you. have any, that's all I got. But you go back
1: to that, right? So you have all this. Then <laughs> after that, the announcement happens that Gun and Saffron have the, have the world, right? Mm-hmm. So you know immediately for the most part every other project that's DCEU means nothing.
0: Well, and, and in addition to that, part of that announcement was, and we're moving on from we're moving Henry on. Cavill, we're right? That was Cavill. the big story. That was done. Within a week, we And moving on so on the post credit scene for Black Adam it meant nothing. Felt really kind of moot.
1: It meant nothing.
0: Point. You get, okay, The Flash is coming out,
1: but Ezra Miller got all this shit they dealing with, so everybody's like, uh-oh, what's going to happen with that? But that's that? why
2: I think it was before Black Adam because they wouldn't have announced that they were taking over unless writing was already on the wall, that things were messy with the the but, Hamada. But the so, but things were, writing was on the wall and it was messy regardless. But 84 didn't do well because well, I, it couldn't. And then the Suicide Squad couldn't do, well, couldn't su- do anything. But the
1: Suicide Squad, I, I always tell people, you can't judge the box office on that. because no, it was it had, during the pandemic. It had day and date.
2: Right. Well, anything
1: that had day and date, you can't judge that. Except I, Five I,
2: Nights at Freddy's, which is a unique anomaly because of the fandom. It's like the Minions guys. Answer. Yes, not, it's like, it's absolutely it's, so, it's a unique thing.
0: I agree with all of you. I do want to move us on That's to, You opened this to, question from, up. from uh, a discussion about things that happened in 2022. Uh things that happened Oh, the future. No, I I appreciate the context. So
1: when you look at Shazam, you get exactly <laughs> leave I run his now. <laughs> You said past 2022. That's why I did it. 2023, 2023. That's our year. That's why I did it because you said 2023. 20- so spring
0: of 2023. You, the near future. You you said move past that year. I did what you said. Go ahead. No, but I do. All this all of this is the lead up to. Um, Margot Robbie was recently asked about her future as Harley Quinn, and she gave this like answer, non-answer. I just want to read it for you guys now. She said, "Um, I always wanted a Harley to be a character that would get passed on to other actresses." to play, uh, the way there are so many iconic male characters, uh, and that was the dream for her. Harley's so She says, Harley's so fun and can go in so many different directions. You put her in someone else's hands, and it's like, what are they going to do with her? The options are endless. So, you know, that's not an answer of like, are you going to come back and play Harley Quinn again? Um, but that is a little bit of like an I'm okay with but this But bring up happened. why that
1: question was asked, because of Lady Gaga.
0: Joker 2, Right. Um, Lady Gaga is going to be playing Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Now, that is not a part of the future of the DCU. I imagine Harley Quinn will be a character in the in the future DCU. Um, James Gunn has worked with Margot Robbie before, uh, just the once, right? Justice She's perfect. not. Yeah, been just the once. Okay. Um, I thought maybe like in Scooby Doo or something. Um, I would love that. She'd be like five. Would be great. Um, so, you know, there's still a possibility that she could come back. I, I, we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. There's been like my most frustrating part about the future of the DCU is like no one has said continuity's fully resetting, all the DCEU stuff is in its own different universe. We're just—it's a full blank slate. It kind of seems like they're going in that direction, but they've also James Gunn has also kind of said like, "Well, Blue Beetle is kind of part of it, and uh, maybe Aquaman will come back." Like it
2: was very intentionally not touching the other stuff. Like they even made the logo for Lexicorp different. Sure, and like that helped it, I think. But the the thing that we're we doing also is see
0: the box office of that and kind of say, you know, is that a character that they want to keep? I think gonna
2: get carried over. Yeah, I, think they, I think that's gonna be like a Justice League. Yeah, because Blue
1: Beetle was a, was a victim to the strike. We talk about victims of the pandemic. You gotta talk about victims of the strike in the same regard. Sholo couldn't do any promotion for Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle had to just drop, and that was it.
0: I'm not sure that promotion for that movie would've saved its box office receipts. But- Really? It would've helped, of course. Mm -hmm. It would've helped, but I don't think that we would be looking at that movie as a big success today. I don't think, you know.
2: I think it'd be less in the the red, but I do think that- I'm not saying it would've been a,
1: a major blockbuster. But I think it would have done way. I don't even think. I think you all aren't giving it enough credit as to what the promotion would have done for that. Because you'd have had a worldwide promotion tour, especially with him being the first, you know, Latinx superhero. That would have done so so much wonders for that box office. I. That's the only thing. I just. I, I think
2: I, Sholo is charm incarnate, and I think he is Blue Beetle. But I don't think the movie. Where we are with superhero culture now is gonna do a lot because of how crowded the market is. Like, I, I do feel like there's a certain not not of superhero fatigue yeah, in, yeah, yeah. The, in the to scale, but in this like, okay, what are you gonna do to make it different? And I do think the Latinx culture representation is incredible in that movie. That's the difference. Yes, but I don't know if it's different enough to cause the amount it needed for the two hundred million dollars more it would have needed to get in the even. You I, know what I
1: mean, I don't think again. I'm not gonna say by any means that it broke even. Mm. Not gonna say that. I know for a fact it wouldn't have broke even. But I think it's num- or even made this immense profit that everybody keeps saying, everybody who's watching YouTube videos, who've never talked about films like, well, it didn't make a profit because it didn't do two and a half times as budget plus the, Shut the fuck up. But I just think it would have done way more because you would have done. I, the, I think the tour we would have seen would have been for the first time a heavy South American tour. Mm. I think we would have seen a heavy South American tour. I think we'd seen things like that that would have just galvanized an audience to go even more.
2: Well, the family elements were, I think, my favorite. I wouldn't say best, but they're my favorite part of the film. And yeah. I think that would have been able to illustrate with their relationship on the tour, and mm. I think that would have helped it. I just don't know how much people would have wanted to go out and spend 20 bucks on Blue Beetle, even if they'd known about it. I feel like there was a lack of awareness of the film, but even if they had known about it, as long as you got HBO Max waiting at the in the, in the side for three months later, streaming is what killed movies, not The strike. Now, I'll give. No, I'll give Streaming, it's de-
0: down. The film's down. I just think, oh.
2: I think, yeah. I think the streaming. I still issue. can't watch
0: poor things on streaming and I won't see it in a theater. That's my
2: point. This is exhibit A. As long as you know streaming is going to be eventually coming to you, people wait at home. That's what killed superhero I would get it on DVD. But there's still some movies that people. <laughs> there Blue are Ray. some movies that are DVD. Still, <laughs> well, in the world pre streaming, I would get it on DVD. I like the idea that they're like, nah, I'm going to pay $12, <laughs> not $20. I'm gonna get it DVD. There are some
1: people who still are going, though. To see certain movies, regardless of if it's coming out in thirty days on streaming.
2: Yeah, but that's the people that are already going to see it no matter what, whether there's a press tour or not. Those people already know about it. Okay. That press tour wouldn't help those people. That's what I'm saying. It's like if you're if you're into superhero stuff to scale, the press tour doesn't matter to you. You're going to see the movie. Those are the people. But, that, that are-
1: but that's the that's the thing, and I'll, I'll use Black Panther for an example. Black Panther, regardless, we yes, streaming was not a thing like that. But there were black people, black older people, who were not familiar with any superhero films, was go, were going to see this movie in the theater solely because of what it was. Mm-hmm. Never had seen a, an Avengers movie, an MCU movie, but they were going to see this.
0: Mm-hmm. Who directed um, Blue Beetle? Uh, 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 Angel Manuel Soto. Damn it, I was hoping to catch you. Uh, my point was going to be: Well, Ryan Coogler was a little bit more of a well-known person who had a uh, track record, no can, and I, and I think I, like I, I think that there was like a level of trust and excitement for Black Panther that would not have been there for Blue Beetle. It, uh, I do want to kind of move us on. You start these guys. You start. John keeps starting these conversations, and the Raptor is about Harley <laughs> Quinn.
1: Harley Quinn. No. Okay. So going into that. People Because that was the argument, and I saw this quote early because my buddy brought it up with the whole recast T'Challa thing again. Because it's like, oh, see, they can recast certain characters. And I'm like, I get it. We already knew. But Margot, she's not going to tell you directly, yes, I'm Harley in James Gunn's universe. I don't think she is, though. I'm I'm just saying, whether she was or not, she's not telling us directly. Nobody is telling us directly. You had uh, Jason Momoa be like...
0: I mean, this might be the last time we see Arthur. Well, and my, my guess is that it's just because no one's inked a contract yet, right? They were casting for Superman Legacy and that's what they're focused on. Um, here's something interesting that I, I wanna talk about, a similar story, could they, could they not be in this thing? Patrick Stewart just gave another interview. That man, bless his heart, he's reached the age, in my opinion, that certain people get to where they just decide, I'll say what I want to say, because I'm old. Yes. That is what Patrick Stewart has been doing. Um, He just had a conversation with uh, uh, Josh Horowitz Horowitz of the Happy Side Confused podcast, um, where he kind of teased an upcoming appearance in a Marvel thing. We'll watch that in a second. Eric is making a video about this uh, that's coming out on the New York channel tomorrow. So we're not gonna go, it's not like our our top story, uh, but we did wanna talk about it. Um, He also said that some of his scenes in Multiverse of Madness were frustrating because they did the kind of green screen, you're looking at a tennis ball thing. Horowitz sort of asked him like, you know, you're friends with uh, Hugh Jackman, I imagine you got a call from him at some point. And I think Patrick's exact quote was something along the lines of like, uh, there's, been, there's been discussion, there's a process, all that kind of stuff. That makes me think that uh, either he is going to shoot something or has already shot something. Um, so, He had also previously sort of hinted that him and Ian McKellen would be coming back for a future something, whether it's Deadpool 3 or not. Um, What do you guys think?
2: (laughs) I love that there was an obvious moment where you left your question behind and then your brain was like, they're not gonna we're just gonna, and okay. thoughts. Uh, I'm going to say Do you think
0: he'll have some sort of writer to make sure he shoots scenes with people on set or perhaps try to get other returning cast members?
2: That's definitely the same question. <laughs> I think. Uh, what do you think? I think that overall. Let uh, me to is... retake it. <laughs> Take it, let's take it back
1: from the top. Let's try it again from the top.
0: All right, here we go. All right, back welcome to one, back, back to one. the break room. Whoa, 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 whoa.
1: I'm at the top of the question. It's
0: at the top. Oh, Let's bring up the beetle again. I thought we were starting. No, so he, he 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 asked these questions, and and one of his answers, he he had sort of implied that you know perhaps. He would be coming back for for Deadpool 3 earlier, and him and Ian McKellen were working on something at Marvel. Um, presumably it's this film. Do you think that Ian McKellen will show up too? Do you think this is a sure thing? Or is he just kind of being a, a trickster? He's being a goofy guy. Well,
1: everybody's coming back for this. They're destroying we all- This know is
0: we, the you think that this is like the multiverse of madness it, that we wanted. For years years said this. This. It's
2: Deadpool kills the boss universe. Well, it's, we don't so know. So they that. gotta we well, don't I, mean, know that. I mean, there's a logo and leaked. I think what's going to is happen. There? Yeah, there's that between the century Fox logo. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's Deadpool
0: Kills Fox Logo. I thought you meant like a title treat. Oh, yeah. I like, like, <laughs> I was like, How did I miss that? <laughs> on the back
1: of a, God, the back damn. of the Deadpool kills the Fox universe. <laughs> like, it's the up kill of the universe, so of course they're gonna be back. But again, this is the first time when it comes to well, the second but time But he's already
0: now. dead. Who? In the Fox universe no he's dead one he's version. dead in
2: 838 8, which is in the Marvel he's dead in 8, 3,
0: 8. he died in Logan he died in Logan he died which in is Days of a... Future Past
2: yeah he's died more than most so he's died more but again there are multiple Charles Xavier's but I think what we're discounting is how sentimental the first Deadpool is I think a lot of people think of Deadpool as like a, a dick joke but the, the dick joke isn't funny unless there's heart there which is important the that's right Jay keep that so in mind so I think I think what we're gonna be seeing is the Fox Universe ending just, was... is gonna be a sentimentality that you need Patrick Stewart for yes I think there's gonna to be a lot of heart in ending the Fox universe in Deadpool 3 because it's a really great way narratively to do it because you get to clean up some continuity, you get to have some big spectacles, you have some cameos, you can break the fourth wall, you can explain that Deadpool is going to be an R rated character in the regular pg 13 universe because he knows he's in a different universe, you can bleep him. There's a lot of reasons narratively to do it, but I think the thing people are discounting is Deadpool is a character that wears a mask to hide his face because he's trying not to make you throw up. That's someone that's not worried about their secret identity, that's someone that cares about you, the mm-hmm. viewer. I think we had a, an actor in, in Ryan Reynolds that wanted to to deliver a swan song for Fox. I think Hugh Jackman wasn't gonna come back unless there was a reason for him to come back, finally get to don the actual costume. Logan is the best ending for that character possible in that way. But if you could have him come back, do an actual team up, do something where he gets to do something new with a new version of his same character, but also end the Fox universe, not in the new mutants, not in an unceremonious mm-hmm. Phoenix part 17, do it in a way that sentimentally sends it off. And without Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, you can't do that. So I think it's all but confirmed to have them back, not because of Patrick Stewart being sassy, not because it's going to be a cameo, but because of the heart of the character and how much Patrick Stewart loves Xavier and how much Ian McKellen loves Xavier, they finally get to say goodbye.
0: Here's a question I have for you, Jay. Yes. Uh, We're we're, we're theoretically going to get these people. We think we're going to get other cameos. Multiverse of Madness came. The cameos that we got in that movie were were pretty briefly dispatched. Mm -hmm. We didn't spend a lot of time with them. Uh, I imagine if we do a lot of cameos again, I'm not saying they'll all get killed. If it is kills the Fox universe, maybe they will. But... We're not going to spend a ton of time with a ton of cameos. We're not going to get Ben Affleck's uh, a Daredevil for 45 minutes of the movie. No. Um, do you think that, though, you know, Koi's sort of saying like swan song stuff. Do you think that we'll spend an, an extra good amount of time with certain of these characters? And who might those characters be? The original
1: Brian Singer X-Men. Because we didn't really get attached to the Matthew Vaughn X-Men. Right. We, we saw him. We kind of we saw the movies. We like Fast Magneto to an extent, you know. We like McAvoy's Xavier to an extent, but we really didn't get super drawn into those characters. When we bring up these X Men characters on film, we automatically go Stewart, McKellen, Barry, Marsden, Jackman, all these different people, Kelsey Grammer. We bring those names up. So I think those will be the one the characters we may focus on more that we may see more variations of. On top of that, also again. Look, this is Patrick Stewart's, what, second go-around with Marvel Studios? hmm He knows about all NDAs and everything. So, of course, and he knows how to answer those questions. And everybody now, when it comes to Marvel Studios, hey, there's been some phone calls. Mm-hmm. There's possibly been. You know, we talked about some things. That's everybody that's working on Marvel Studios stuff now. There's been some phone calls. Not saying we're guaranteed to do it. Not saying we're not doing it. You're going to get all those run-around answers. But I think we know, like Hoy just said, it's a swan song. And primarily, it's the Brian Singer X-Men.
2: You're I do think it also sets up Secret Wars, so some characters might survive.
1: Of course. Yeah, you gotta get, you're going to get here, There, you're going to pick and choose.
2: Yeah, I think, and I don't think they'll necessarily make it into the greater MCU X-Men, but I do think they might get an opportunity to get into Kang, and, and if Kang exists, and then... Uh, and I spell. mean,
1: Jackman is definitely going.
2: Oh, I think Jackman's going to make it to Secret Wars. He's making yeah, yeah. it i Jackman's definitely going to Secret going, Wars. Like, I, like, I think he's going like think Kelsey
1: Grammer's going to Secret Wars. Everybody lost their freaking mind seeing him in the Marvels, because that beast looked even better than what he looked in the Brian Singer-verse. So you're getting, there's certain ones, but hypothetically, you might get Alexander's Ship as Storm in The Secret Wars.
0: I do want to move on. We have a bunch of other cool things to okay. talk about. I, I do want to ask you just one final question. Uh, give me one sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this the last standalone Deadpool movie, or do you think that Marvel will make a Deadpool 4, etc.?
2: One sentence answer. I think that they're in the Ryan Reynolds business to the same scale they were in the Downey Jr. business, and I think it might not just be Deadpool 4, but might be TV 2.
1: Fun. He literally just said it. We're there in the Ryan Reynolds business, and Ryan Reynolds, loves his character, we might get more. And Marvel spotlighting now opens the door for that.
0: Well, and and uh, you know th- that's an interesting point. And I think they could do a Mandalorian treatment where Ryan Reynolds doesn't have to be on set every day, but can come in and do ADR. But you probably want him to be in the yeah, costume. he's so, good he's at so physical. Yeah. But but you could see a world in which you know he's he's. Uh, spending a little bit less time on set uh, so that he can do other projects, but continuing to grow this character. So um, yesterday we talked a little bit about Steven Yun and how he had officially left the Thunderbolts project. Uh, You guys weren't here for that conversation. Uh, After our taping, he came out in an interview and said, yes, it was due to scheduling conflicts. Marvel had to kind of push the start date of filming that because of the strikes. Uh, So he walked away, but he did say he wants to be in the Marvel business. And here's his quote, it took a lot of drafts on an email to make sure that I conveyed the sincerity of how sorry I was to have to back out. Um, And he does kind of want to come uh, uh, remain or, or come back to uh, the MCU in the future. I'm hoping he plays a hero. We were talking about this on Slack a little bit. Um, I'm hoping he comes back and plays a hero so that he can be in more than one project and Marvel has a, a tendency to move on from their villains. Uh, but if you missed our uh, discussion about this yesterday, check it out on The Break Room YouTube channel, Mod Hector, Brandon. Uh, I popped in there for a minute, talked about kind of who Yun could be playing in the MCU in the future. He also added it's too early to say who else he'd like to play because he, he probably pissed off too many people, uh, but clearly he wants to. Um, and so we talked about that a little bit yesterday. Do you guys have any quick thoughts before we move
1: on the about that? It was never officially confirmed right. that he was Century until until Robert he Kirkman was like... saw him about a yellow and blue outfit. He was like, like, I, yeah, I, was like I, just, I just saw him in his yellow. I did. I was wondering when he did his fitting and everything. Everybody was like, hey, bro. Uh. <laughs> hey, bro. So like, I think that was really it. I mean... Look, Marvel has so many heroes and people, and they bring so many A list and uh, about to be A list stars in. He could be anybody, any place, anytime. Stephen Young's, as of right now, his value is not going down. So the more high profile stuff he does, especially if Beef gets all these awards and nominations, it's going to be
0: easy for them to just put him back in somewhere. None of that. If Thunderbolts is a hit, that's being written by uh, the creator of Beef. I think is doing the rewrite and directed by maybe one of the directors on Beef. Yeah. If if you know Marvel likes to kind of come back to people who they've had success with, Mm -hmm. I can see you know if they move on to do another uh, movie, uh, you know, he could slot into that film
2: potentially. I think he's so interesting when he's still, or when he's being like in Beef, he's got a lot of anger. And Walking Dead, he's very like stoked. There's different levels to him. So I'd love to see him as an X-Man because I really think they are gonna have to make sure the characters are cast well in order to tell how big the spectacle of the story gets. Team movies are hard because you have to like care about the individuals and then the spectacle of mm-hmm. them together. So I'd love to see him in something where it's like a team dynamic.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here first. Koi Jandrew was telling you guys, Stephen Young is
0: gonna be Morph. Confirmed, <laughs> Stephen Young is Morph.
2: <laughs> the best Locking X-Man. In.
0: It's gonna be hey. Darwin, they're gonna kill him in the first sentence. We're gonna talk about Kingpin and the Netflix Daredevil series and a few other things in a minute. But first we wanna thank our friends over at Teemu for sponsoring today's episode. Here's past me to tell you all about it. Hi, I'm John Costa. Here at The Break Room, we are online a lot. We live online, so we shop online. That means we use Teemu. Timu is wild, you can get anything you need. So for the break room, we got a bunch of cool stuff. We got a dog bed for Hank. We got a fidget spinner for Evan. We got a pizza blanket for all of us. Originally for me, Hank has kind of claimed it and there's a lot of dog hair on that thing now. So that's unfortunate. We also got <laughs> this mini printer, which rules. You print things out with your phone. You can carry this around, leave it in your car, do whatever you need to do, print out a photo, give it to your friend. Oh, it's amazing. Look how cute it is. It looks great, yeah. I like that it doesn't take up much space on set because everything's getting a little cluttered back there. The wild thing about the mini printer is that if you download the Timu app using the link in the description, you can get this mini printer for free. Also, search for our code, ready? It's a doozy, DKH8455 in the Timu search bar to claim a $100 coupon bundle and save even more. It's a crazy good deal. Use the link in the description to download Timu and get the mini printer, then search for our code to get a $100 coupon bundle.
1: DKH4855! That yeah, was
0: wrong. It was nope, DKH8455. Nope. Fuck! <laughs> it's gone. Thank you to Timu. Uh, hey. hey, we were just talking about this movie. Actually, this isn't from a movie, okay? This is inspired by other things, um, legally speaking. Um,
1: no, he's talking about, he's talking about, what was that? Uh, it wasn't supposed to come nah, out. To, but then but at least, released they released it officially, some, some, so some,
0: right? some. yeah, okay. <laughs> we almost got sued. <laughs> uh, Man's not kidding. Uh, y- you know what, stick around after the YouTube portion of this.
2: Head uh, we'll <laughs> over about to a, Twitch. We're we'll talking about we are
0: talk about a lawsuit. Um, but I also wanted to say, before we go, continue, hey, check out nerdriot.shop. Camera, camera two. Yo, yo, hey. chill out. Chill out, hey. bro. Hey. D- not, hey. what it, not what it looks like, Jake. Yes, bro. it is. Not what it looks chill like.
2: Chill out, bro. Hey. You it's the resting on the chin Hi. that really... It's <laughs> accentuating the whole hey. experience. Hey.
0: I'm really proud of the work that we're doing over at nerdriot.shop, <laughs> okay? Um...
2: Hey, chill after out. Dark. And hey, we chill we out.
0: just started working on a very, 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 cool, very secret, top secret, new project that I want to share with all of you, but I can't until it's done. But just, um, <laughs> nice it's shot. coming. Strong, strong, baby. <laughs> Mark? Um... Just a butterfly kiss. Go to nerdriot.shop, here a we got nerders. some Echo shirts. Art. We got some, oh, look at that. Oh, we had a graphic, I should have said that earlier. Well, do we have uh, any more graphics? Oh, look at that. Oh, that's that's cool. Echo in uh, ASL with some bloody knuckles because she's a badass. Any more? Oh, look at that. Um, I didn't I didn't physically design this, but I uh, told an artist what to do. Um, hey, that's a, like a mouse that's pad. Gorgeous. You can put that on your desk. Um, I have one in the other room. Um, go to shop We're always coming out with cool new stuff. Uh, one of the things we're working on today, uh, I don't know when it's gonna be in the shop, is a Mobius, um, you know that really sad scene where he's like, I'll just, I think I'm just gonna, Sit here and let time pass. Yeah, we're gonna make a little Mobius. Let time pass. Something. I don't know what it's gonna turn into. Yeah, a clock. A what? A clock.
2: Like have I think it we move behind the. Have a Facebook little clock. clock. What we what, let time what that? Pass the, the original clock in the front original of?
0: pitch I think is a little too complicated was uh, some kind of clock iconography and him being in the TVA and then the being like crumbling and then him seeing his like six one six self. And the home and the kids and the 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 storyboard. Yeah, I was like, "What if
2: it's just a clock?" And he's like, "What if we've been in space? Yeah, let's do this. We look look through to the other reality, and then you go here in the crumbling."
0: I don't know if it's gonna happen. It's very. That was a very complicated pitch, and we try to keep things a little bit more simple. But you know, hey, head over to nerdiest. Keep a little bookmark. We're always adding cool new stuff to that site. You never know what's gonna kind of uh, strike your fancy. Uh, Website, go. Marvel is making a kind of a big show about Kingpin being back. They just dropped a new trailer for Echo that is very, very Kingpin focused. And the most interesting thing to me was that they used clips from the Daredevil Netflix show to be like, here was Kingpin in other stuff that you might've seen, and here he's gonna be in this new show. There's been a lot of discussion. Is the Netflix stuff canon? Is Daredevil Born Again a reboot? Is it a soft boot? Is it a- DOS boot? Is it a DAS boot? <laughs> um, no one will give us a straight answer, but Brad Winderbaum, head of streaming over at, uh, oh wow, he's got a longer title than I thought. Head of streaming television and animation at Marvel Studios said this. Now I have a question about Daredevil. Is everything that happened on the Netflix series a part of the sacred timeline, or is it not?
3: So I can say that we've been, we've been up until this point, we've been a little bit cagey about what's sacred timeline, what's not sacred timeline. That was that was born of, frankly, a period at the studio where we were like, we have to stick the landing with Avengers. Sure. You know, we it was it was another part of the company developing the Netflix stuff. We were aware of what they were doing, they were aware of what we were doing. But it, it, it was it was a, it was it was a lot. It was a lot to balance anyway. But now that you know some time has passed, now that we see how actually how well integrated the stories are, um, I think that I personally, Brad Winderbaum, would be confident in saying it is part of the
0: sacred time. Brad, give us a real fucking answer, Jesus Christ! I confidently, as John Costa, think it's not going to be part of the sacred timeline. That's just as much of a fucking answer.
1: I I, Go I ahead, disagree Jay. with you because you're so aggressive. Jesus
0: Christ. I am the villain of this show. Yeah,
1: we clearly know that one, don't we? Uh he's possibly right, and it's gonna be based off of something you're gonna ask Koi and I in a second. Mm-hmm. Have we seen something? I I agree. I think he's right. Everybody doesn't want it to, to be you now. If you've seen something? I've read the script ahead of time, John. I did my job.
0: Didn't say I was gonna ask it. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs>
1: Basically. All right, I'll go out (laughs) since you don't wanna ask. No, I mean, if there's certain parts, everybody thought it was different because of the Kingpin and the comic look
0: that he had in Hawkeye. That was the one thing everybody's like, oh, this is different, this is different, this is different. But- And Charlie Cox had said in comments like, hey, it's a little bit of a different thing. But
1: again, I think everybody has to stop taking what these actors say at face value before everything drops. Because we'll get with, just like we said, with Stewart, McKellen, all of them, the NDAs and everything, you cannot give stuff away and I, I always keep saying this on these shows, we gotta stop being as fan bases, wanting to be spoon-fed every single thing instead of letting it all play out. Yes, this whole sacred timeline, multiverse, etc., etc., et cetera, all these things that are happening, let them play themselves out. I do agree with Brad, because of what
0: I've seen in the first episode. Oh, Jay, I wasn't gonna ask. I think. Why, Coy, you wanna tell people why you were late today?
2: I think that echo's gonna be great. Uh, I think that our theory may be getting thrown away.
1: You, you know why I say it right.
2: Yeah, but We I, can't I, talk about this. Uh, Margo, no, no. No, Everybody's
1: saying the well, one thing, I'm going to bring up oh, your theory is yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I, our theory. Agree, I agree. No, no, agree, no. Our theory
2: about multiversal that we've seen different universes, yeah. I think if they had kept Netflix separate until Secret Wars, that would have been appropriate. Now that it seems like by this quote, not about anything else, that Daredevil is going to be a Daredevil season four and that yeah. they... I think they're gonna be retroactively making that kingpin from Hawkeye, the same kingpin, kingpin. as opposed to before where you and I had thought there are multiple king different kingpins pins. because there are multiple different universes. Right. I think they're gonna be-
1: Streamlining I think, everything. I,
2: I think it was too complicated for the average viewer. I think it probably- or, or it was too messy because of the strike and the pandemic in conjunction. I think they could've hurdled one, but hurdling two with schedules, I think it was just a bridge too far.
0: Probably. I'm gonna act as a Brad Winderbaum translator mm. here, right? I think if I'm reading into what he's saying here, his implication was we didn't care. We didn't care if it was gonna be the same continuity. We made these shows. It's fitting well. We like how they could be connected. So now that we've sort of sat with Echo it works well with the Netflix show continuity. And now we're kind of starting to decide, do we want it to be the same continuity or not? But when we were approaching making these shows, we didn't think about it in that much detail because he said something along the lines of like, I don't know, now we see where these shows are. Um, And I also think that Daredevil Born Again might get a title change, and I'm wondering if during the strikes they sat there and were like, "We're not loving where this story is going. Maybe we do just make it the same continuity as some of the Netflix stuff, and maybe that's how they're zagging that show to fit more into the Netflix."
1: Well, remember stuff. that one already had it. So that one had the one thing that the other shows didn't have. It had showrunners, director. It had actual writers in there. For the born-again stuff. That wasn't the whole like the clump the clums clumpiness of, no, nah, let's just make an eight-hour movie or an 18-hour movie, because it's supposed to be 18 episodes. Yeah, that wasn't this already. I, I agree, the name may change, but I hear you. I just think that clip we see of Daredevil fighting Echo, that that costume is Netflix.
2: I also think there's been a certain amount of, hey. We had a 10-year plan. We looked this far ahead and now we're catching up to the end of what Phase 3 and and just beyond it was reaching. And that would be the time you'd start to map out your next 10 years, your next five years. And that's when the Save Daredevil campaign was huge. I think there's some we know Kevin Feige listens to the fans. We know that Marvel wants to make sure the fans are the ones that are like, you know, kind of steering the ship with them. I think this lines up pretty perfectly with like, hey, we're going to have Daredevil come back and, and let's put him in Shield, and then realizing like, no, no, people want this Daredevil. And then Echo looks to be from the trailer more in the Netflix tone. What if while we're refixing and recalibrating things, we just streamline? That's why I think at a point, our theory might have been 100% accurate. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's going to land that way because Kang Dynasty is going to be a whole new thing if it, right. exists. If it exists. Secret Wars is going to be a part one, part two if it exists in the same scale. If they recast, uh, you know, Kang, then it might be a different story altogether because they'd have to explain the end of, of Quantumania. Maybe it's a different multiversal set of Kangs because infinite timelines, infinite blah mm-hmm. one options. You can make it work, but that does to me go, hey, we've got a lot more monkey wrenches than we had then because we of it. the timing and because of all that stuff. Maybe we don't do this landing maybe we have to pivot and maybe then we go hey what if daredevil is more of a season four let's hire the awesome guys from loki let's go this direction instead of a procedural 18 episode thing let's go a netflix-esque eight episodes and we get the guys that can handle darkness and fighting because if you look at you know justin and aaron's work it's a lot more Uh, interestingly heady and dark and it's got very cerebral yeah it's got this experience that is more like a Netflix show than it is like a Disney Plus show so why not test it out with an Echo show and make something more TVMA and put it out on Hulu bring in a new audience bring in a more mature audience but they couldn't have planned that from Avengers 3 when everything was going great when things are going good you don't change it when things are going bad you start to change it I think this is a newer change also, I agree. Marvel, Marvel Spotlight, Spotlight
0: think that
1: they, is a whole thing Whole too. new thing,
2: yeah. Well, so let's get
0: into the Marvel Spotlight stuff because in that very same interview, uh, it, it, Brad was asked if, if they were kind of setting up Kingpin to be like a street level version of Thanos for their Spotlight stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a clip of that too. Speaking of Thanos, it feels like Wilson Fisk is kind of like the Thanos of this street level uh, corner of the MCU. Uh, is that the case going forward? Is he is he kind of like
3: what we're building towards? Oh man, you 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 kind of hit the nail on the head. I can't say too much, uh, only that um, that you know, as a chapter in Wilson Fisk's life, this is a crucial one, and um, and sets the stage in some remarkable ways for what's coming next.
0: It's a really interesting, uh, really interesting point there. I have a couple of things that I want to add to that. One. Uh, and we're, we're going to talk about this on a New Yorkers episode of Sneak Peek that's coming out on Sunday. Jessica and Eric are going to talk about this a little bit. But one, we've heard that the answer to who bought Avengers Tower is going to be answered in Echo. Well, there's been rumors that it's either Val, Mephisto of all people, or Kingpin. Well, who's the only character that's confirmed for Echo is Kingpin. Um, we know... D'Onofrio obviously was in Hawkeye, and Echo, in the upcoming Daredevil: Born Again, uh, but we've also sort of heard that there might they might want to get him into a Spider-Man four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some kind of like Kingpin show, if we saw him, you know, potentially in a run-up for New York City mayor or something like that. Um, him sort of saying like, "This is a big part of Kingpin's life. It's a big chapter for him." Makes me kind of believe that we're going to get more of Kingpin than just the small part of, of Echo that he's in. Not small part, but the part of Echo that he's in that's not maybe related to the rest of the MCU. And the stuff from Daredevil. Where do you think Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin could end up? If I mean, he's going to be this like Thanos He's always been that though.
1: When it, he's always been that even in the comics when it comes to a street level thing. Like you just brought it all up. All these street and Spider-Man is that one person, your one greater hero, if you will, that will always have a run-in with him because he's still your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So maybe Spider-Man, uh your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, which was Spider-Man freshman year, you know, maybe that involves him dealing with running a or two with Kingpin because Kingpin's reach is further than just being in New York City. You've always had this, it can happen. I'm fine with that. But I, I hope, my biggest hope is that The story about Kingpin being this guy, the story about Kingpin being this spotlight big bad doesn't overshadow Echo in itself. That's the biggest thing for me.
2: I think it's it's going to be a great opportunity to like Emperor Palpatine the character and have him be mm-hmm. like retroactively more involved and going forward more involved. I think it'd be really interesting to have um, kind of like the Penguin show, you know, have have an episode of TV, uh, you know, for six or seven weeks where it does kind of establish the underworld so we can have more street level stuff in the greater Disney Plus Hulu era because I think that was one of the things people liked about Netflix is it felt like a procedural, felt like a cop show at times, but from a vigilante perspective. And I do think Disney Plus is missing that because have been so focused on the brightly colored side of things that it would be smart to have the guy that has been saying for five years on Twitter, like, let me back. Like th- there's no one that loves his character quite like Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio do as publicly. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Hiddleston loves his character and talk about it like when he's doing the stuff, mm-hmm. and he'll be make it very clear: like, if he's on a play, he'll be happy to talk about Loki. But I don't think anyone's been like, I'm asking for this on my social media quite like these two. So let them come back in a way we want and let them like have that reign. I do think a street level Spider-Man four is what they need to do. So I think Kingpin as, that side of things would be smart because we haven't felt like there was a cohesive villain in a while. And if we've lost Kang, then you need one to lock it in.
0: This wasn't in our kind of rundown today, but Spider-Man's in a really uh, odd place. We've talked about this a few times. We know that they really want him to be one of the leaders in the new Avengers movies, whether that be Avengers 5 or Avengers Secret Wars, Uh, but the end of No Way Home left him in a place of, you know, loneliness and he's by himself and maybe trending more to this street level hero from the neighborhood Spider-Man stuff. Uh, and and maybe Fisk would be a great villain for him. Do we need a Spider-Man 4 before we get new Avengers movies in order to transition him from uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man to Multiversal Avenger, or can you kind of get away with doing that in a different show? If Kingpin does have a show, can you kind of get a little bit of Peter Parker or even just Spider-Man? Uh, in that show and show him being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and then realizing there's a greater threat on the horizon that he has to prepare for. I, and now, hey, I got to fucking knock on Doctor Strange's door and be like, you know, hi, I'm I'm Peter. We knew each other at one point. Um, now you don't know who I am. I need a suit. Uh, can you sew some magic shit into my suit? I, you know, I don't fucking know. Um, how how I, do you
2: handle this, this Spider-Man transition? I'd let, let Spider-Man be a small... Character for a while, and then you've got three of them. Bring in Toby if you want your Spider Man in Secret Wars. Like, let Spider Man, let Tom Holland be a friendly neighborhood guy. Like, let him play. And I think okay. that, that Tom Holland should get to act. He's a talented actor. Like, let him be in a in a contained... I would rather have a Harry Osborn, Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker sitting in a diner oh, two-hour movie to. a la Tarantino than another time that he goes to space. I would rather have, like, him fighting Hammerhead, Kingpin in a gang war story than him fighting Venom yet. Andrew Garfield can fight Tom Hardy. Toby Maguire can lead Secret Wars. And Tom Holland gets his time to be an actor.
0: But you do look at the Avengers lineup and say... Yeah, you, you need Spider-Man. In Here's the thing. You let's need say, a Spider-Man. You need a Spider-Man. But let's also bring this.
2: You also still have Miles Morales out here. I don't think they'd introduce him in a team movie because then you have the same problems you had Tom. with Tom. The way they introduced him in uh, Civil War? Yeah. You think it to be his own man. You want Miles to be the shadow of... No, no. You just need. said introduction. To That's, yeah. But We're just talking introduction and then you can move forward from there. Yeah, you kill Andrew with Venom, introduce Miles, mm-hmm. and then let Sony have a Spider-Man of their own and not have to tie it into a... What if we didn't? Let Spider-Man as soon as have a Spider-Man. Effect.
1: I now that I agree, but I think yeah. we gotta do this. Remember this. Marvel has this giant universe, right? Mm-hmm. Even in the from the comics to what we're seeing now on screen. One of the biggest things Marvel has always had in his comics are street level. Let's let street level be street level. Spider-Man is one of the very few that we go from street level to main consistently. Mm-hmm. But we don't always have to worry about that. Right now, this Spider Man is figuring everything out. We gotta see what Spider Man freshman year is gonna be. I think before we start, you know, postulating what things could be, let freshman year play itself out because then we can go from there and like, OK, he's he may be not stay in school or he may finally go to school. This way he meets a Dr. Kirk Connors. Mm-hmm. So now he's still building up his rogues gallery more than what he has. But the but Kingpin is still around. He's always going to be around. You're gonna give me, I want an Alice to Smythe so bad because I just want Spider Slayers. <laughs> I just want Spider Slayers. That's all I want. That would work for like a sequel to a good Yeah,
2: that's a good sequel. But that's what I too. want.
1: But all of these other people are starting to slowly come in. Fantastic Four is there. Again, we don't know if that's the Baxter building. We don't know if that's the Kingpin Tower again. We just know it's somebody's building. But Kingpin the Oh, by the way, how fucking hype would it be? Dude,
0: Someone saying something, something Baxter. The building, building yeah. and you just oh. lose it. That's also
2: it. also after Secret Wars, I think they should go smaller. I think that they've gotten so big they don't have any higher to go. Big, 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 big. If go to Fantastic Four, Spider-Man street level stuff as a focus, also your budgets get smaller. If you yes. These movies are making $400, 500 million worldwide. You need to make your budget hundred million. Like I think. You- oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, but you and just think. There's so much you can do. King. When you keep bringing up Kingpin, for instance, all he has to do is reference people. That's all he has to do. Like we keep saying that he needs that. You said earlier, He needs a series. I don't think he needs his own series, because I think we'll get to the point where you're like, uh-oh, we're stretching out this character way too much. Like we've got a lot I feel about like him. twenty
2: years of criminal minds into D'Onofrio well, gives me a lot of hope in a twenty years and, of Kingpin. And, and,
0: and
1: I, I think I, it's
2: I, great. I want to see it. See it the other I,
0: side. I don't like need, I'm need on to, to say I, I need second. more D'Onofrio, Kingpin. What we do need is more uh, uh, Marvel to focus more on their street level, right? Yeah, hundred th- percent. And th- that, th- that let them, let them do of. that
1: without. See, if you're going to Spider-Man, let Spider-Man stay one place. Because again, I agree New with York. him. You, you move. You know what I'm saying? Though I want him in New York. I want character. Let him be in New York. Stay there. Boom. But I'm with Koi. You have a bunch of other Spider-Man, but you need... If he's going to stay street level, stay street level, boom. Don't worry about him in the big And I universe. honestly
2: do think Miles should get introduced in a Spider-Man movie or in something that's like with one of the Spider-Men we've met because I don't I, I, don't think it'd be fair to Miles to get thrown in a sequel.
1: Yeah, I do agree with Andrew Garfield.
0: I think it'd be great. He's the right tone. He's mentorship. Yep.
2: Also, him fighting Tom Hardy is the right comedy. And then if Venom kills him, be great. Marvel <laughs> wouldn't happen. But Red I'm Red saying that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Marvel's got a lot of work to do. I feel for them because every time Did they put up... Did your die? No, it's just off. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Cut, that shift. Cut that out. Um, Marvel's got a lot of work to do. I feel for them. Every time they put up a new, hey, here's what's coming up. In the, that's my Kevin Feige. Hey, here's what's coming up in the next uh, four or five years. A strike happens. An actor death happens. A pandemic happens. A uh, uh, martial uh, arts hero pulls us a, a, a killer. An actor gets arrested. Uh, someone pulls their Achilles. Chung Chi. Like, happened? literally,
2: Chung Chi pulled his Achilles surgery. Did he really? Yeah. Like, it's the irony that it's him what was that like, uh, he just recovered. He was uh, at the Nagalo oh, the he had on crutches. He oh, yes, literally just Yeah, but I'm saying, like, they had to push Chung Chi quietly because I'm like, you're a martial artist. Like, that's of anyone.
1: Out of all the people. Couldn't have been Iron
0: Fist. Yeah, but man. with all that being said, <laughs> I think the thing that I'm looking forward to the most next year is the new Phase 5 and Phase 6 graphic that we'll inevitably see, that hopefully will have fewer changes than the last few cycles that we've gotten from Mm -hmm. this, because it'll really kind of tell us what Marvel's plan is, since they've had to adjust this 10-year plan and see how they plan to kind of build out this You know what I'd like their phase
2: six graphic to be? TBD. I think they should stop announcing stuff five years out.
0: Fine with me. But rest assured, we're going to be talking about all of that on this uh, channel. Subscribe to The Break Room, uh, follow us. We we have a podcast out now for Inside Marvel, which is coming back next week with the return, not the return, the new season, the new, series echo um ah, she's coming back um give a follow at mr j washington give koi a follow at koi jandro give me a follow at the break room and we will see you next time thank you so much thanks for listening you can check out our break room live streams at break room nr on twitch at 3 p.m pacific and don't forget to subscribe on youtube you can find us at break room nr on instagram and x thanks for listening later gators